Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com Oh, we're ready. I'm ready. I don't know about you. Hey, everybody. It's time for another Team Rally, the podcast. Yeah, that's right. You can't get rid of us. This is episode 500, something like that. But this week, we teach you how to be just like us. We've already told you how to make a podcast. Now we're going to teach you how to be funny. Yeah, that's right. We're going to give you all our tips and secrets on how we're funny. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast. We'll see you at the end. something that we have no idea uh, about. Ethics? We have ethics. Uh, good, but they're, they're there. No, how to be funny. Oh, that'll be a change. Like I need to do my underwear. Yes, you need to do that every six months. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, not every 5,000 miles. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> humor, can, <laughs> humor can help you connect with people and make unpleasant situations a little more unpleasant, if you're me. Uh, being funny yes, might... Yes, the humor is a double-edged sword. <laughs> you can defuse a situation or you can make it worse. Yes. Especially in my case. Let's go more. Yeah. Being funny might seem it takes a lot of work, but it's actually not hard once you tap into your inner sense of humor. Why a clown nose? Perky, <laughs> perky. Even if you don't think you're naturally funny, there here are things to make yourself and other people laugh. Try that sentence again. Huh? That sentence came out really weird. <laughs> Even if you don't think you're naturally funny, here are things you can do to make yourself and other people laugh. Okay. Isn't that what I said? What she said is just came out weird. Oh, well, trying to be funny. I'm not gonna cut it out of the show or anything. I just don't want to leave people with the wrong impression. <laughs> Developing a sense of humor. Going to the photo lab. <laughs> Learn a little about what makes you laugh. Laughter itself is unconscious. Schadenfreude. <laughs> While it's possible for us to keep ourselves from laughing, though not always successfully, it's very hard for us to produce laughter on demand. Ha ha ha. 
and doing so will seem forced. Fortunately, laughter is very contagious. We're about 30 times more likely to laugh in the presence of others. And, and if you're sitting in a room by yourself, yeah, it's <laughs> much more likely to laugh if there's stimuli. I don't know. How high are you? Right now? Not very. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Just the dryer fumes. I'm <laughs> just saying in general. You can be sitting in the room so, by yourself, so, so really like a, high, so and like see a, a fly walk across the ceiling. Just laugh yourself until you have to change your underwear. Like if Neil's doing his laundry, and you're sitting by the dryer vent, is there a possibility of you getting high? No, because it's it's already been washed and everything. So. Well, there's only so much washing you can do to those blue jeans. They're blue? Ow. I always thought that they were like kind of an off tan. Studies have shown that three things make us laugh the most. A sense of superiority. Jokes. <laughs> a sense car of... Car accidents. Car accidents make you laugh? Kitten videos. Those aren't funny. Dog videos are funny. Kitten videos. No, kitten videos are just... Really? Because cats are made of water. A sense of superiority of someone else behaving dumber than us. A so the news. A, dif- a difference between our expectation of something and the actual results, or... I didn't find a lot of those funny. It's a different result than what you were expecting. True. It's a whole premise. Or a welcome relief from anxiety. Horror movies. I think I got a can of gas in the car. Whatever the hell it was I said. I think I, I think had some I gas, gas in the, the car. car. Why wouldn't somebody have can of gas in their car. It's funny, but I don't know why it's funny because there's no reason they shouldn't have a can of gas in the car. I don't have a can of gas in my car. You have a can of gas in your car? I have a tank of gas. Decent point. If you're going out to the middle of nowhere, why wouldn't you carry gas in the car with you? There's that too, yeah. Most people don't, so I guess it's weird. Mm. And nobody knows what we're talking about anyway. So. True. Go watch The Reaping. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can get to it through our channel. Okay, so learn to laugh in boring or unfunny circumstances. Learn to laugh while you're bored. (laughs) I'm just wrapping my head around that. I'm bored. You are. (laughs) (laughs) No matter how high you are. I guess. It's good to know that the less funny a place is, the easier it becomes to add the element of humorous surprise, like a funeral or Or church. Might be easier to court proceeding. You you can't do that pretty easily. Church is really difficult. You, to you, not. you won't like the results. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't like the results at a funeral. I mean, you can wait till the you know the prosecutor gets to a very serious point. Sit in the laughter will ensue. It might be easier to get people to it's laugh in an office workplace than people to get laugh in a comedy club. Not really. The people in the comedy club have. Had, that's why there's a true two-drink minimum. But they're there to say, okay, comedian, what you got? You know? There are people in that audience that are... No, that's hecklers. Most of the people that are in there well, are there because they like the guy. That's what I'm talking about. They're, yeah, well, don't heckle Jamie Carr because he'll crush you. That's, or Jimmy Carr. There's a, lot yeah. of, there's a lot of comedians good at that because otherwise uh, they wouldn't be... You wouldn't know who they were if they couldn't handle hecklers. Well, I'm just saying that's his whole thing. He does his bit, and then the second half of his show is you just heckling him. And him just destroying everybody in the audience. It's great. This is why The Office, the originally BBC2 show that was remade by NBC, 
uses an office. hundred other countries have their own version. Yeah. Uses the office as a setting. It's about as boring as it gets. Yeah, that's why it's a paper company. Uh, We're not used to looking at the office as a funny place, so when it's funny, it's especially funny. Nine to five. The movie? Yeah. The show was terrible. You may be the only person that ever saw that. My point proven. It came on right after Police Academy. (laughs) Oh, this is a shit show, too. (laughs) And so were all the the movies. So were all the movies after three. Not the cartoon. No, the cartoon was okay. But the, I saw a commercial for the, the toy line they produced based on the cartoon. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty surreal experience. That's because mm-hmm. they had them with those wacky action yep. things like the Ghostbusters. Yep. Like one you pulled a lever and his pants fell down. All right, then. These are action figures. Just that was the thing then, man. Pull the lever and the guy's eyes bug out or something. Like yeah. That. It's like, <clears throat> yeah, okay. Learn to appreciate witty wordplay and puns, no. i.e. dad jokes. I.e. dad jokes, yeah. Freudian slips are linguistic errors that are believed to expose what you were really thinking rather than what you, quote, meant to say, and often are, are of a sexual nature. Which is funny that I went to the German guy because he's Austrian Freud. You know Americans don't know the difference. Between Germany and Austria? Yeah. Americans don't know the difference. No. I hear an accent. That is not very funny at all. Not to an Austrian. Or a German. Like New Zealand and Australia, you know? Ooh. Yeah. Those are fighting words. Oh, you you want to do something really bad? Find a Cuban and refer to him as Puerto Rican? They don't like that. And say he's anything but Cuban. Well, yeah. That's probably because they hear it a lot. A lot of people from New Zealand. I don't think a lot of New Zealanders call Cubans New Zealanders. No, no. People from New Zealand... Go somewhere else, and people are like, "Oh, you're Australian." They're like, no. Well, no, even uh, even a six hundred thousand time. No. Yeah, no, even even. I mean, Aussies don't care, but uh, New Zealanders are like, "No, we're not. We're not. We didn't start as a penal colony. We're blah blah blah." And they we go have our own country. Way. Yeah, Tasmanians are the same way. Don't don't call it Tasmanian, uh, New Zealander, or an Australian. Why it's called Canadian? It just confuses them. Well, the Canadians hate when you say. Uh, Oh, I'm from America. And they're like, yeah, so are we, asshole. It's called North America. It's not called the United States and the rest of the world. United States of America. Yeah. You're a state, too. You just don't know it. Yeah, Canada's a state? Yeah. They're just an independent state. It's a territory. They're an independent state. Like uh, California should be. Uh, appreciate irony. There's probably easier to get into Canada than California. There's perhaps nothing in comedy more widely cited, but more mis- thoroughly misunderstood than irony. Irony occurs when there's a gap between our expectations of a statement, situation, or image and the actual experience of it. Comedian, you're going to love this one, Jackie Mason, illustrates irony with a joke. My grandfather always said, don't watch your money, watch your health. So one day while I was watching my health, someone stole my money, and it was my grandfather. Uh, this joke messes with one of our fundamental expectations that grandparents are nice, friendly people who are utterly harmless. Not with all the true crime I've seen. Actually, it's usually the grandparents falling victim to the true crime. There's been that, but there's there's the lady that had the, quote, halfway house kind of thing that was murdering people and killed like 20 people. Oh, and she, she was a grandparent who 
killed other people. She didn't yeah. kill her grandkids. No, no, but she's still, it's still but a I granny see. who's murdering but folks. Like I said, a lot of the true crimes and all grandparents that I've seen has been like their grandkids kids killing, killing them. them off. Yeah, well, that's for the money. That's why I love Mike Goh's life insurance dance thing that he does. Because it shows up so often. Yeah. You know, it's true crime things. And the advice that they offer should be sincere. The joke is funny because in it, we are presented with a grandparent who is rascally, thievish, and double-crossing. The fact that I just used the word rascally is funny in and of itself. Not so much funny ha-ha, it's funny weird. Because how many of our grandparents have rascals? Well, mine are all dead, so none of them. None of mine either. Because yeah. they're all dead. Because yeah. we're old. You're old. Uh, trust in your inner sense of humor. You're 50-ish, too. Not yet. Uh, no. You're I'm, just as 50-ish as everybody else. I'm I'm very late 40s. Just as fishy? 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 50-ish as, as Marissa. It's all right, Larry. We understand. There's a whole lot of consonants in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're just as 50-ish as Marissa. It's like a tongue twister. Being funny doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. What makes you funny is unique to you and the way you observe the world. Like Gallagher. I swear to God, I thought you said like gout. I'm like, that's not funny. Depends on who you are. Yeah. It's not funny to us, but... It's not funny to the guy who's got it. Had us, I've used it as a joke. That's true. Uh, trust that you have a funny bone. We as babies laugh, laugh from four months of age and all children express... Humor naturally from the kindergarten age, using humor to entertain themselves and others. It's already in you. You just need to bring it out. Excuse me while I whip this out. Uh, not two episodes in a row. <laughs> Developing a funny personality. Okay, the the picture that they have here is a, is a girl. I'm just picturing this guy sitting down. He's got like papers and stuff spread out. And he's doing charts and stuff. Funny personality would involve this and this, so I need to be. It'd be better there. if it was that wall with the string. He's got a wall of string. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd and Will Murray and Rick Moranis and just running lines and has characteristics and traits and stuff. Steve, all Steve laid Martin out, all laid out, and he's trying to figure out how to be funny. He's got uh, Chevy Chase on another wall going. I'm not 100 percent sure around that one. These are anomalies. Yeah. So the picture of this well, Chevy is, Chase is, is funny. He's very caustic. Yeah, like caustic soda. A, a lot of comedians are caustic. So there's the picture is this girl in like a hoodie, a pullover hoodie. She's got this funny little laughing face and then flowers all around her head. That's funny in some circles. Yes. Take yourself less seriously. Telling other people about very people do. Telling other people about very embarrassing moments in your life is a great way to make them laugh. Take a page from or the famous. Them out. Yeah. Take a page from famous improv comic Colin Mockery who said he had the kind of face only a mother could love. If that mother was blind in one eye and had that kind of milky film over the other but still he was my identical twin. Put yourself under the spotlight. This is one this is a reference you don't really expect to hear from WikiHow though. No that's true. Look that up in your Funkin' Wagon. Why he's still on television. It's true. And he's all over the internet. Yeah. Put yourself under the spotlight. Tell self. Yeah, go, go to Google. Look up Wayne Brady. <laughs> Take you right to a Colin Mockery video. Tell self-deprecating jokes rather than making jokes at the expense of others. More people will be willing to laugh. Rodney Dangerfield made fun of both his sanity and his looks with this one. 
I went to the psychiatrist. He says, you're crazy. I tell him, I want a second opinion. He says, okay, you're ugly too. A great joke from Henny Youngman. Take my wife, please. I was so ugly when I was born, the doctor slapped my mother. You're Henny Youngman. It's not very good, no. You'd work on that. Yeah. Be more Jewish. Know your audience. Different things make different people laugh. Wait a minute. It's the same fucking picture. You ran out of pictures. Uh, whatever. Know your audience. Different things make different people laugh. Some people find that sensationalism causes them to laugh. Others find that satire does the trick. Learn which is which and deliver your jokes and anecdotes so that they apply to many different categories of humor and emotion at once. Not everyone knows what it's like to ride in a helicopter or be a millionaire or have a baby, but most people know what it's like to go fast, fantasize about money, and love another person deeply. So make your jokes cover more ground by utilizing really basic but profound human emotions. So make fun of people's emotions. Yeah, that's what I do. Don't you just hate it when you love somebody? Because it's the worst. Uh, when you're in a group of people who don't know, you don't know, listen to what subjects they're talking about and make them laugh. Are they the witty banter type? The slapstick or physical comedy type? Or the better... How, how would a bunch of people sit around talking pull you in if they're the slapstick and practical... Well, it matters if they spend 20 minutes talking about fucking the Three Stooges. They're the slapstick physical comedy type. If they're talking on the positive end of it. Not, I can't believe they even left that on TV. Like, well, you're... It's older than you, and say, you're a jackass. I would say nine times out of ten, you encounter a group of people who may be <clears throat> stooge enthusiasts. They're probably not sitting around talking about the stooges. They're probably sitting around talking about, you know, did you hear that crap about Biden? Or did you hear that crap about Trump? Or did you hear that crap about... I don't know. That crap about Biden's pretty stoogy. All we need is somebody to come on stage and start poking him in the eyes, and there you go. Of course, that won't last very long. You know, you tackle. You hear that crap about this, that, or the other? Even for stooge enthusiasts, they're... Nine times out of ten in the public setting, not talking about stooges. You never know. Even so, I think they sit around talking about stooges. What are you going to do? Walk up and poke one of them in the eye? Doink. Might be considered a little aggressive. A salt. And a pepper. And humor. <laughs> yes. Mislead the mind. Illusion. Misleading the mind. Side of hand is funny. <laughs> What matters where the other hand's going. Misleading the mind is what we referred to earlier as surprise. Malicious hypnotism. <laughs> Boom. You're a chicken. This is when you create a difference between what someone expects to happen and what actually happens. Verbal jokes use this element to the greatest level possible, trying to misdirect your attention in that same way magic tricks do. Illusion. For example, what happens to liars when they die? They lie still. Ah. Timing is everything, by the way. We're on a podcast. We gotta go, 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 go. We'll cut it. Can be funny. Come on, let's go. Consider Groucho Marx's clever one-liner: "Outside of a dog, a book's man, a book is man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read." Or uh, Rodney Dangerfield's: "My wife met me at the door the other night in sexy negligee. Unfortunately, she was just coming home." Uh, I got my pajamas, I'll never know. Yeah. Strike while the iron is hot. Good timing is really important because if you give the brain too much time to work at a situation... Tell Nixon jokes. Yeah. Work at a situation or joke, funny moment will You're pass by. You album? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
This is probably why jokes people have heard before don't work, as recognition dulls the humor. Because the brain is already primed by experience. React quickly and strike while the humorous moment exists. Isn't that be really weird? Like, other than me? Like, even if you've heard a joke before, it still works every time? There's three or four, like Brian Regan. I mean, I laugh at the same one a lot. No, I mean, like, the the human mind, if anything that was funny, always made you laugh. Even if you've heard it a thousand times. That is how high you are. That would be like, keep going. I'm gonna keep going back to that. I mean, it'd be weird to us because that's not how it works. But if it worked that way, I guess it would be weird. It works. works. Yeah. Uh, one-liners, comebacks can be fun. Somebody says something uh, by itself and it ain't like, funny. You know, like be having a joke, you could just perhaps top your head, just do, and every time it invoke a laugh, you could you almost be like a, a weapon of sorts. You like diffuse any situation because you know exactly what makes people laugh. Well, yeah, because it, it's the same joke over and over and over again. No, but if it worked every time. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever, I'm skipping that. All right, next. Uh, know when not to be funny. Be especially <laughs> careful about cracking jokes or pulling pranks during funerals or weddings. Practical right. jokes usually don't go over too well at funerals. Unless they're set up by the deceased. Or even then, people tend to take offense to them. I'm going to have to give, like... You or Dave or Matt a little remote control that they hit the button and my coffin farts. <laughs> From inside, though. Oh, it's got to be really loud inside there. The hell? Same thing applied to your gravestone? No, that's just, just... that's going to be one of those little things that anytime someone walks by... It, yeah, the little motion sensor. Version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and whenever you're... Uh, Oh, in places of work, just really, uh, whenever your humor could be mistaken for harassment or discrimination, or if you're human, human, your humor might be physically harming. If you're human. Uh, as in a physical prank. So, Johnny Knoxville. Basically, everything that you saw on whatever the hell that, that show was called. Jackass? Yeah, that one. Shows you how much I really enjoyed the show. Found it really funny. Apparently. A bunch of morons just banging their face into a, a wall and laughing. Perhaps you should find a different show to watch then. I don't that watch show's it. not for you. I don't watch it. Never have. I watched one episode and went, oh, that's terrible. Be observant. Jerry Seinfeld and other comedians have made millions of dollars developing a basic co- style of comedy known as observational humor. And what's with airline food? Um, making observations <laughs> that's the about... the go-to Jerry Seinfeld. I know, that's Everybody why. Everybody does Jerry Seinfeld. Is, that's right. right straight to the airline That's food. why I did it. Uh... While knowing a lot can increase your capacity for humor, there's no substitute for seeing a lot. In fact, many very knowledgeable people fail to see the humor in things. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. Look at stuff. Look for the humor in everyday situations and see what others don't see. Often the unnoticed humor that is standing right in front of our... Hey, not on the carpet. Right in front of our eyes has the most impact. Hey, this guy's wearing glasses. Memorize... What is it with glasses? Memorize... Why would you want glasses that close to your eye? Memorize some one-liners. One-liners can steal the show. Dorothy Parker was brilliant with one-liners. For example, when told that Calvin Coolidge had died, she said, how can they tell? <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's like Winston Churchill's line. What's that? The woman said something like, uh, if he was my husband, I'd poison him. He said, if you were my wife, I'd eat it. <laughs> uh, see, stay inspired. How much fucking longer is this thing? It's very hard being funny. 
Learn Ask from our listeners. Learn, <laughs> learn from funny people. Listen. Yeah. The listener. There's one person who listens to our podcast. It's like, oh, I'm the only one? Like, yep. You, you You've are. listened 50,000 times. You're the only one. No, we, it rotates. Oh. People, you know, people tune in and then they tune out. You can expand your, your reach. Uh, California and, and Virginia. And you Miami. can expand your reach a good deal by listening to other funny Somewhere people. North right now. Uh, comedy has taken Belgium. the podcast world by storm in recent years. Not this one. Uh, comedy podcasts by people like Mark Marin and Joe Rogan are available free online and feature hilarious interviews, jokes, and stories. Joe oh. Rogan's gone more political with his thing than anything else. Uh, I've never actually listened the to the last podcast. few years. It's all right. He's he's a little abrasive. He yeah he's to be listened to at work. He's quite abrasive to be especially to be listening to at work. That's generally where I listen to podcasts. At. Yeah, I mean he's a good guy. He's good. He's, his shows here and there are really good, but sometimes I, mean, I like Penn Gillette's podcast, but it's a little abrasive to be listened to at work. Yeah, he's not exactly he's not exactly ASMR. No, although that would be weird. Had Gillette doing ASMR? No, it'd be funnier if it was Teller doing ASMR. <laughs> no, he has to do the videos. And then he talks. Well, he does talk. He's not on stage. And she does. He covers his mouth, though, when he does it. So, there's that. Because I've, I've seen him live. So, he, he does do it. He should have to do a whole bit where he just has a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. But he's not He's not actually doing the ventriloquism. He's just moving his mouth in time to a recording. Exactly. Ride the bus while well, listening a puppy to that doesn't talk. Yeah, it's just like him. Ride the bus while listening to a comedy podcast and weird everyone out when you laugh suddenly in your headphones. You're wearing you're wearing your headphones and you're laughing. You're laughing in your headphones. Yeah, but like you would be laughing in your Freddy Krueger sweater. I, I I get it. It just sounded weird. Yeah, things do that. It's just like you you have your headphones in. No, 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 you're laughing into your headphones. No, exactly. That's what I'm picturing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, everybody else think you're weird because well, no, you, you took them out of your ears no, to yeah. laugh in. You got a then... gaming headset. So you oh, there you, there you go. I do have a gaming headset. In fact, I have two. All right. Uh, watch funny shows. Steal from others. There are there's a lot of comedians that did that for a while, and they aren't comedians anymore. Well, there's a lot of crap going on. I mean, that goes around now that people think is new and original. Oh, yeah. No, I heard that joke 20 years ago. Thanks. Milk and Pepsi. Yeah, that's not that's not original or new. The British, for example, have a very Pepsi dry, well knows it. The British, for example, have very dry, witty sense of humor that concerns itself primarily with the cultural matters, whereas Americans have more of a slapstick physical humor that often involves issues of sex and race. Not anymore. Yeah. You make those kind of jokes, then you're gonna be canceled. Good. Fucking losers. It's that same weird girl with the fucking flowers around her head and. No, a bunch of people that piss me off anyway aren't going to listen. Hey. Yeah, good. You're not my target audience. Broaden your factual knowledge for joke material. Broaden your horizons so that you you are tuned in regardless of who you're speaking to. Work your smarts. In a way, being funny is simply showing you're intelligent enough to find humorous nuances that others miss. No, jokes to stupid people. (laughs) Read, read, read. Read works by people like James Thurber, P.G. Wodehouse, Stephen Fry. Wodehouse, I love Wodehouse. It's a great movie. Wodehouse. Uh, Kaz Cook, Sarah Silverman, Woody Allen, 
Sarah Silverman was funny. She was funny 25 years ago. Political stuff. She's still hot, though. Bill Bryson, Bill Watterson, Douglas Adams. Don't forget children's books by good authors. They Authors? Authors, they can be a terrific source for humor. Yeah, you shouldn't be offering children's stuff. Not in this sweater. Not in that sweater. <laughs> <laughs> take you down the street and burn you. Yeah. We can do that anyway. I got a lot of them. No, no, thank you. Uh, uh, you want to make gas in the car? Re- <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, it won't hurt to have a few good jokes memorized. Hopefully reading good jokes might inspire you to start making up your own jokes and witticisms. Typically, no. that just, You just use that joke, and those are really horrible. There's about a 53.98% chance that the person you're talking to is one of Danny DeVito's hitmen. <laughs> There's a 40% chance that I hadn't been listening for the past 12 and a half minutes. What did you say? I, I haven't listened since you got here. Um, be an active listener and learn everything you can about comedy. Listen carefully to others. Really hear them and understand what they're they're about. There's nothing more humbling than admitting that you can always learn to be funnier from other people. When you're, even Robin Williams has said that though. Well, he learned you know new ways to be funny. But he, yeah, he didn't. And Jonathan Winters is was was one of his biggest, uh, um, not really mentors, but well, I mean that's who he grew up watching. Yeah. And I mean, my jokes are. I think there's a, there is a difference between you know, learning about this, that, or the other, and actually having a natural sense of comedy. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, my my comedy is. I mean, it's basically Don Rickles and weirdly enough, Andrew Dice Clay, kind of combined to be there. It's more Don Rickles, but still, it's just hateful. Is what it is. Yeah, it's just, just me. It's just hate speech. We should get you a job over at the uh, conservative radio station. I tried that. They didn't like my humor. You were too con- you were too controversial for them. Pretty much. They have sample jokes. There are words you can't use later. They have sample jokes. Why do you keep saying ooh after everything? Ooh. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit, so fruit flies like a banana. Somebody listening at home was like, yeah, why do they? The Dalai Lama walked into a pizza shop and said, make me one with everything. My brother Cody lost his CD. Now we just call him Oi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that one. That would be best if it was done with that... Uh... Holy shit, we already mentioned him one. Jackie Mason? Yeah, the Jackie Mason. My brother Cody lost his CD. Now we just call him Oi. You know, that whole thing. Yeah, it'd be best to told him the cat skills, too. I'm not very Jewish. Uh, not very Jewish sounding, anyways. <laughs> the illustrator was seen at the crime scene. The details are still a little bit sketchy. Bad jokes. No. He said I was average. That's just mean. Yes. Oh. You gotta think about it for yeah, a second. that one's a thought joke. That's a brain joke. No, that's when you tell your math teacher. Exactly. And they still take a second. Yeah. Well, Ooh. That's why you tell your... Not because, not because it, they don't get it, because they don't understand that you get it. Yeah. No, they're, they're they, actually blown away that you get it. It's like... You can tell it to your physics teacher, they would laugh right away. Well, no, because they wouldn't put it together because they don't comprehend that you comprehend what mean is. True. So that couldn't possibly it. So it takes a second. Uh, I really get a kick out of that donkey. Speaking of animals. Animals? Not the animals, animals. Just animals in general. Except animals. 
All right, fine. Speaking of granimals, uh, Marissa and I got to see a baby sheep and a baby Scottish Highland uh, cow yesterday when we were out farting around at the wineries. It was so cute. So cute. Uh, the butcher doesn't gamble if the stakes are too high. What is it supposed to be about humor? Hey. What did one <laughs> DNA say to another DNA? Do these jeans make me look fat? Why are we reading jokes off by WikiHow? Because these are example jokes. Never hit a man with glasses. Never hit a man with glasses. Then went a fly swatter instead. <laughs> you like that one? Huh? I, that was that was kind of humorous. You can see that one coming from a mile away. Hey, the bathroom just opened up. You're in luck. Another fun? Yeah, that's another dad joke, everybody. What do you do with chemists when they die? I don't know. What do you do with chemists when they die, Larry? You bury them. Oh. Get it? I understand it. I don't get it. What's a, Well, that's because you're lonely. Uh, what's a golfer's favorite meal? Tea time. Mm. Fine, I'll stop. What they're, makes this funny? They're mildly musing-ish. It's not fine. Some self-deprecating humor. Well, if someone else wrote it, it's not self-deprecating. Yeah, it's true. making fun of you. I walk two miles a day. One mile to the donut shop and one mile home. But are you eating the donuts on the way home? Because if you're not, you're still actually burning a little calories. And if it's all uphill one way? Uh, one way both ways. It could be. Go both ways. It could be at the bottom of the other side of the ridge. So you'd have to walk all the way uphill, then roll down the other side, and walk all the way back up, and then roll down the other side. You never know. It's just over the mountain from here. That's right. I'm on that new seafood diet. If I see food, I eat it. Oh, God, that's been around since fucking forever. I believe the pilgrims told that joke. I believe the pilgrims wrote that joke. I'm in shape. Rounds of shape, right? Oh, it's another one. Cute fellow down the theater always gives me discounted movie tickets. Senior discount. Alright, I'll stop. So there you go. You've now learned how to be funny by two two unfunny two unfunny people. Maybe you've learned how not to be funny. So cue do, do the opposite. Cue honky beepy funny goofy jokey music. No. <laughs> All right, and there you have it. Another episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast done and done. I hope you really enjoyed learning how to be funny. I know that everything we do is incredibly funny. All the stuff, the bits, the gags, and everything else. So, I hope you tune back in next week. For Chris, Marissa in parentheses, and everyone else involved, I'm Larry saying, Todd Parks never listens.
Hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? If you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. It's like a tongue twister.